mama, welcome to my podcast. My name is Molly. I'm a Seattle-based wife and mother who ditched the nine to five and decided it was time to thrive. As a recovering people pleaser, I followed my passion for helping people into becoming a kick-ass life and business coach for moms. I love helping women reach their full and empowered potential. Whether it's pregnancy, business building, toddler taming, or navigating social situations, we're going to cover it. So buckle up while we tackle the beauty and the everyday crazy of motherhood because we all know mama needs me time. Now let's get this thing rolling. Hello and welcome back to Mama Needs Me Time. As always, it's Molly. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. And first and foremost, I want to apologize because uh, I got cocky and I made some mistakes. Uh, In November, I came out ready to hit the ground running. I was getting back into my business and everything was going to be great. And I thought I was just going to slide this newborn child into an existing life. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, And we're going to get into that. But before I do, I want to give you a little disclaimer that today's episode, we're going to be discussing parenting, mental health, and basically just existing as a parent during the pandemic and how that's kind of caused all of us some PTSD. So it's going to get a little gritty and a little raw. And I just want to give you a warning before we get in that secondary disclaimer, I am not a licensed mental health professional. Um, I do a lot of self-work and personal development and things like that. I work with a therapist myself. Um, I'm not here to diagnose anybody. I'm not here to give you clinical solutions for anything you're having. Um, And I'm going to reference this throughout the episode. But if you are responding to any of this and thinking, oh my gosh, this is me, I highly recommend finding someone to talk to, um, be it a professional or otherwise, um, because you just don't need to be alone in dealing with all this stuff. I mean, these high levels of anxiety, depression, whatever is really ailing you, we want to make sure that you're getting the help you need. So we're going to talk about some tough stuff today, and I'm not qualified to diagnose you. So don't take my word (laughs) for anything more than just a mom trying to connect and share her experiences. Okay, let's get back to me. (laughs) So I really thought that having a second kid, um, it was going to be the best thing ever. Like, and I still feel that way. Like my daughter is a true blessing and I'm so thankful for her. But I really thought I was going to be able to take this baby and just throw her into the mix with my four-year-old and my husband And, you know, it didn't work. Uh, I was so wrong. Um, This little girl threw me for a loop. I mean, she's, again, she's so wonderful. And in a lot of ways, she's easier than her brother was because my son had a number of medical complications and prematurity. Um, But at the same time, she's a completely different kid, as they all are. And everyone told me that and everyone warned me about that. And I was just like, nah, 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 I can do this. I can do this. Like, I'm the systems mom. Like, I coach other moms on systems and schedules and I was gonna just do it. Yeah, no, I was dumb. Um, I was not making smart choices. I was burning myself out. And I just, you know, the holidays hit and I, I hit my limit. And then to top that off, in January, my husband was laid off. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard about those massive tech layoffs that happened in January, and he was a part of that. And so we were mourning the loss of a 10-year career uh, at a company and kind of trying to help him through that. Um, I've talked about it in previous episodes, but 
with my son, my husband was diagnosed with postpartum depression, uh, which I didn't know was a thing for men, but it very much is. And then it kind of branched into a clinical depression diagnosis. Um, And so we both like kind of hit, I don't want to say rock bottom, that's very dramatic, but we hit a place that we had not experienced for a long time. And it was just kind of, we just were surviving. Uh, We had no self-care whatsoever. We were sleep deprived. Our daughter had sleep regressions where our son did not. And we had no routines. um, And we just were kind of existing. And, you know, you throw that on three years of pandemic parenting, which is the topic I want to really get into. And life was just burning us out. Basically, it comes down to the fact that I wasn't doing my work. I wasn't doing my self-reflection. I wasn't doing gratitude. I wasn't reading self-development. I was laying on the couch watching Bravo, pumping every three hours, feeling sorry for myself that I was pumping every three hours. I was going out with my friends every chance I got. Like I was really getting back to this place where I was three years ago, so deep in depression. I really needed to reboot. And so that's what I did. Um, I recognized a lot of red flags in myself in mid-January. And so I really took some time to reassess, reevaluate, and refocus my attention. What does my business need? What does my family need? Not in that order. It was what does my family need? What does my business need? What do I need? Um, And I really decided that refocusing on this podcast and kind of using it as my outlet was going to be the best place where I felt I could best serve my community of moms. I love coaching and I'm still very open to coaching and my programs are still available, but I want to have a conversation with you. And I think a place to start is where we can all relate. And it's that the last three years have been so difficult. Um, We all went through varying degrees of difficulty during the pandemic and we have been left shooketh as they would say on my Bravo programs, um, we've all been through different things. And I think it's important to collectively understand that. And I want to talk to you about my experiences, what I went through with my friends and my fellow moms, um, and how we can come out the other side and how we have come out the other side. So let's get rolling, shall we? Um, We all know where we were. On March 2020, um, I was actually in Leavenworth, Washington, uh, the day the world shut down with my friend Heather, and we were at the bar. Um, We were getting ready to head back, and we were eating some french fries, and the bartender was like, do you guys, did you hear they're shutting everything down? And I was like, no, that can't be true, because my son is supposed to have surgery on Friday. And he's like, no, yeah, they're shutting everything down, hospitals, like everything. Like, we're basically one step away from a stay-at-home order. And we were just like, what? Like, it was so crazy. And we weren't ready for that. And I remember it was like in the blink of an eye, we lost everything, right? Like, I no longer, we couldn't go to the zoo. I couldn't, we lost library time. And for me, the biggest thing was they were talking about canceling my son's surgery. And I didn't know what to do. We had waited 18 months for this, this cleft palate repair and it was such a big deal. And I think the biggest things that we were impacted with early on in the pandemic was the uncertainty, 
and, you know, a lot of parents lost their routines, right? Like your kids came home from school and you came home from work and it was going to be two weeks. And then it just kept getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. And then eventually it was like the whole year and we were in online learning and you were trying to manage work and you were doing all these things. The social isolation aspect of it. I mean, some of the biggest disagreements I've had as an adult with adult friendships were revolving around, um, should we form a pod or can you meet my standards of COVID protection? Can I meet yours? Like no one could really get on the same page with things because everyone had different needs. And so one of the things that I experienced was, and I hate to say this, uh, but it was like a friendships of convenience, right? Like who was closest who was willing to comply with my needs, who was willing to push boundaries when we wanted to push them, you know, really who was going to be, who would trauma bond with me is, is basically what that boiled down to. Who was also desperate for social interaction and who, like, who wanted to be a part of my life at this point. And so that was where a lot of friendships formed. And, you know, as things dissipated, it really kind of weeded out the quality friendships and the relationships that were going to last and those that didn't like, it was just such a weird time. But so, you know, we had the social isolation, the uncertainty of like when things would go back, we lost our routines, right? Like they, I do as a mom coach, I go over and over and over again about how you need routines like routines are so important. They help you build stability. You know, I have friends who have worked with sleep coaches, friends who have worked with parenting coaches, friends who have worked with, you know, even in business, like routines are essential, right? Like they help you accomplish your goals. And we all lost our routines. We lost our ability to go out and do things and to burn that energy with the kids. Like it was crazy, right? So the hard part of the pandemic for me was when everything went back to quote unquote normal, right? Like, you know, we get through 2021, we get the vaccine, things start rolling out, you know, we're, we're at the, the five yard line, we're ready to punch through five yard line, it's the one yard line, <laughs> we're ready to, you know, get the vaccine. And all of a sudden, we find out that kids under five can't, there's no vaccine for them. Okay. And we're just waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then all of a sudden we're all going back to the office, but there's still these standards that if your kid has a runny nose or a cough, they've got to isolate for 10 days and stay home and you've got to still get COVID tests and you've still got to be doing these things. So like things didn't go back to normal. Like there was no normal, right? And so I feel like when the world reopened, as it were, parents were held to a different set of standards than non-parents. But the non-parents are the business owners and the, the people managing things, right? And not, I know that that's not across the board, but that's how it felt, right? Like the, the people making the decisions didn't have kids under 10 at home. They, they didn't have the responsibility of if their kid coughed, they had to stay home with them for 10 days. You know, it was, it felt like there was a whole section of the population that was left out of decision making. We weren't a factor. Um, and it just, it was a really difficult time to be a parent. 
And so there's still some of that where, you know, I know every time my kid has a runny nose, I'm like, ah, like, fuck me. Like, nah, you know, I gotta, I gotta make him do a test. I gotta make him do these things. And we had to put, we had to put our kids in uncomfortable situations and it's difficult because, like, you can't talk to your parents about this, right? Like, if you are an elder millennial or a Gen Zer, talking to your parents about this, like, they don't get it. They're like, well, you know, when you were sick, I had to stay home from work. And I was like, yeah, but you didn't have to stay home from work for 10 days. You didn't have to jam a cotton swab up my nose to see how sick I was. And so I think that we are parenting in very unique and unprecedented times. And I fucking hate when people say that. But it's true. We are parenting in times where no one else understands. There has not been a situation like this. And now we're coming out the other side of it and we are struggling. Like we are still dealing with this and people are just trying to do what makes them comfortable. And I think that there's a beauty in that, that they are doing what makes them comfortable and they are adapting to create a life that works for them. At the same time, I feel like a lot of people are still using it as a qualifier. It's just some people are choosing to follow the guidelines that are given and other people are making their own rules. And so it's been really difficult to navigate that aspect of parenting. It, it creates almost like um, a click system, you know, if it, like the, and it sounds so, so weird. It's just, it feels weird. Like I remember there were times when I would forget a mask or I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on right away and people would look at you like you had four heads and maybe again, maybe this is just a regional thing, but like it was a difficult time for me because I felt like I wasn't doing well enough and that's probably my anxious attachment, (laughs) but you know, all this to be said, we're, we're doing well, you're doing well, you're, you're getting through it. And it's kind of time for us to make a decision whether or not we want to continue to survive in this, like, I don't know, are we post pandemic? I don't even know what qualifies it anymore. But you know, it, there's still all this uncertainty. Are we going to have another wave? Um, what do we do? And so I want to share with you guys the list of how I've kind of kept myself afloat um, throughout this whole thing. And it's, I got a couple bullet points here and then I'm going to wrap this up. Um, The biggest thing is remembering to be kind to yourself. It is so normal and human to feel overwhelmed and stressed during all of this stuff. You know, in the middle of the pandemic, we were all surviving and now we're kind of breaking out on our own and developing our own patterns and behaviors and you're doing the best that you can and it's not going to be perfect and it's okay. Like my, one of my favorite things that I learned when I started therapy was it's okay to not be okay. This idea that we live in where everyone's got a perfectly curated, stocked home at all times and everything is clean, it's not realistic. Um, I was over at a friend of mine's mother-in-law's house around the holidays and her house was gorgeous. Like it was so well decorated. Everything was clean. I was like, oh God, I would just love to have a home like that. And she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, you will when your kids move out. She's like, that's what you need to remember. She's like, my house had toys all over. Things were broken. There were boogers on the wall. You know, there was stuff everywhere. And so it's, 
It's remembering that you're doing the best you can and you need to give yourself some grace, which is the next one. Set realistic expectations. It is not feasible for you to juggle work, parenting, and everything else that we went through. You have to be realistic with yourself. Like, what can you actually accomplish in a day? Little plug for time blocking here. Um, You know, understanding that you can't do it all and you certainly cannot do it all by yourself. This next one on the list is a little difficult because changes in regulations, changes in schooling, things like that affect it. But try your best to stick to a routine. You know, it creates that sense of normalcy. It creates that sense of control. And, you know, while you may not be able to make decisions as far as school requirements, work requirements, things like that, you do have control over eating. (laughs) When you guys eat meals and bedtime and scheduling in activities and things like that, you have to remember that you are dealing with multiple individuals, right? Like you are dealing with multiple family members and their schedules and their needs are going to change on a regular basis. So having routines is important, but flexibility is also vital in making those decisions. The next one is really personal to me um, because it's been incredibly difficult for me. And that is choose to stay connected with the people who support you. During the pandemic, we were all just kind of desperately grabbing for friendships and relationships and connections. And some of those may no longer be serving you. So you have to make a decision, like who is really benefiting you and how are they helping you? And I don't, I'm not meaning to say like every relationship needs to be, you know, someone who's giving you something or someone who is, but you, you may need to reassess and you may need to decide, like, is it worth your time? You know, is this person constantly, you know, negative or are they always, you know, trauma bonded relationships are, I hate to say it, but they are a relationship of convenience and they don't always keep you in the best place. So sometimes it's re it's reassessing who we stay connected with and how we stay connected with them. Um, self-care is a big one. You know that. I don't need to tell you that. Everyone preaches self-care. Um, but I want you to remember that self-care doesn't necessarily mean spa days and, you know, getting your nails done or having perfectly done hair. Like that's, that is a form of self-care if that makes you feel good. But self-care can also be saying no. That's a big one for moms. Say no, um, making space for yourself, enjoying a hobby that brings you light and fills your cup. Um, There's so many different ways, especially when you are a primary caregiver or you are trying to manage a business and your kids and your significant other and you're doing all these things, you have to make space for yourself. And that's the biggest thing that I think we let go during the pandemic was we tried to do everything for everyone and manage everything perfectly. And it just didn't fucking happen. And it's not going to happen now. And so 
that the next one is perfect because it's being flexible. Um, we all had to adapt. We all had to change. That means you can continue to do that. It goes back to the routines and it goes back to the staying connected. You don't have to be everything for everyone. You know, you have to be able to adapt to situations and challenges and being open to adjusting your plans and expectations. You know, let's say your friend is like, my house is just a disaster. I ne- we need to cancel the play date. Why don't you suggest let's go to a park instead? If your friend doesn't want to go to the park, then you reschedule. You know, it's and then you explain to your kids what's going on. Like it's, it, we don't have to follow this line of rigidity and perfection. It's boring. No one actually likes doing it. And you have to take care of yourself. The last one's a big one. And I get a lot of pushback on this because people feel like they can manage on their own. But seeking out support is one of the only ways that I survived the pandemic and that I continue to survive self-work, self-reflection, talk therapy, play therapy, art therapy, whatever it is that works for you, 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, You don't necessarily have to find a therapist because I know finding a therapist can be hard. You, You might talk to somebody and you don't like them and then you feel bad like leaving and trying to find someone else. And it it can be a process and it can be difficult, but finding a therapist, looking at virtual support groups, um, even talking with a friend, a trusted friend who you know has been through things, you know, having a support system can be vital for navigating all these challenging things. Again, I hate the, it's unprecedented, it's unprecedented, but it is unprecedented. We have not lived through something like this. And now that we're coming out the other side, I think parents definitely need more support. They need help with understanding, you know, how to break bad habits that developed during the pandemic, how to manipulate behaviors, how to, you know, figure out how to get rest and relax and that it's not selfish. Um, Parents have a hard enough time disconnecting from their kids and moving forward, let alone being stuck with them for (laughs) basically three years. Um, It's time. It's time for us to start kind of shedding this narrative. It is time for us to start, you know, thriving instead of surviving. And I know that that's so cliche, And there's no right or wrong way to feel at this point. It's not over and it's not as bad. And we're still navigating a huge loss. And we basically were disconnected from each other and our villages. So it's really time to kind of figure out what's going to work for you, how it's going to work for you. That's what this podcast is for. You know, let's, let's form that village. Let's build that community and let's start moving forward to get us where we need to be in 2023. Oh, that little rhyme just happened on accident. I'm so cliche. I love it. But, you know, just remember that you're not alone in this. We're all still struggling. We're all trying to figure this out. And, you know, pandemic PTSD is a real thing and we're all navigating this together. So don't let the isolation of I can't figure this out. I'm by myself. Like, don't let that define you as a mom because you are better than that. You can do better than that. And there are people out there and available to help you. So take care of yourself and let's go do the damn thing, girl. I'm so grateful you were able to join me today. You did the impossible. You got yourself some me time. I want to leave you with a quote from everybody's favorite beet farmer, Dwight Schrute. 
He said, I'm ready to face any challenges that might be foolish enough to face me. So think about that and use it in your everyday life to get that me time you deserve.